Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and other creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian Brennan Reese. That's me, isn't it? That's the bit where I do hello. Yeah, because people don't always say hello and it's weird. But it's also like, I think the thing that people forget on podcasts is that, well, maybe I'm, I'm ruining it for everyone that's ever listened to a podcast, is that usually you have a little chat for a few minutes before where you go, oh yeah, you're right, instead of just t- turn on the recorder and go, you're on a podcast. Um, so it's yeah. weird to say hello twice, three times actually, because I've, you rung me and it rung on my phone and then I rung you and it, it was all technically complicated. So this is the okay. third hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I hadn't considered that, but it is weird. But I I think that it would be weirder to begin the podcast recording at the phone, at the beginning of the phone call. I think it'd be quite quite um high pressure to to perform. <laughs> it'd be intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially considering I haven't spoken to you in about a year. I know it's it's been I can't remember the last time well, I can't remember the last time I saw anyone but I can't remember the last time I saw you but it was a was it like an Edinburgh maybe maybe oh, I do remember being on stage at the Frog and Bucket oh yeah you know how it's all just silhouettes because yeah. the lights are very bright and I could just see at the bar because it was backlit a very distinctive silhouette and I was like oh Brennan's here oh do you know, do you know what <laughs> That's really made my day because I remember years ago and some, the person who created The Simpsons, Matt Groening, I think that's what it's called, yeah. Groening, whatever it's called, he says the way that he creates his characters is he makes them have a really um, distinct silhouette and it's what I've been working on for the past 33 <laughs> years. <laughs> well, you have perfected that silhouette. <laughs> I'm, I'm so fl- Well, my silhouette's changed a little bit during lockdown because I've been eating Jaffa cakes. So now you might have just thought, oh, there's a fat, fat version of Brennan. <laughs> I mean, you don't look it, but um, you look like a, a normal version of I, Brennan. I feel it. It's like, that was either you being really nice or really horrible and being like, you've been fat forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends how you want to take it, but uh, I mean, you haven't. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean... I, Shall we get down to what the people paid for? Uh, for the people being me, I paid to <laughs> <laughs> I'm in loss currently. Uh, <laughs> Welcome what, to the creative industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got into it for the money and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I got into it for um, like the petrol uh, miles on my card. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm winning. <laughs> I get it because I was like, if only I could need to eat and sleep on trains because I have so little time <laughs> <laughs> to do it amongst all of my minimum wage zero hour contract jobs. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and I'll be honest, Brennan, I haven't cried on a train since March. <laughs> oh, have I? I've only been on a couple of trains. What have I cried on? I've cried in my car. <laughs> I've cried, I think I've cried on a bike. Oh, that, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, <laughs> with all that, I mean, if you've got through the past seven or eight months and not had a cry, you deserve to get it. Yeah, 
you want a big one yeah. coming now. Yeah, You're yeah, in yeah. a public place. Yeah, when when it's when they go, we're all tier zero, and then they just start crying. Yeah, and we just all don't sit. stop. Yeah, week. <laughs> and then we all have to go back inside because they've caused floods in in Yorkshire. <laughs> and now the Moors fires have begun. <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, it is I relentless. It is. I remember doing a gig once, and they they got the news on in the background, and I was watching it, and that it was the Moors fires back home <laughs> were on the news, and I was like, this is an awful thing to watch shit open mic comedy and my home burn <laughs> <laughs> well my house literally looks out onto the moors so yeah. i've got a view of the moors and um it, once it was on the news and i could see it live as well at the same time it was great <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> what a moment <laughs> so i mean what uh what's your worst job been i mean i've had a i've had a lot of them um because I started out, you know, when I was like 16, working at like a pizza hut. And then I'm working some bars. And then and then I went to like drama school and started acting and stuff like that. So when I left drama school, I had some really nice jobs. But then I had, it, it, to this day, it was the worst job. Because one, it was really badly paid. And yeah. it, was, it was for a really, it was for a shitty horror film. And people would be like, wow, you're in a horror film. I mean, I don't think it's ever seen the light of day. This, <laughs> this about... 10, 11 years ago, and still on IMDb, it says in post, in pre-production or whatever it is. Like, so it's never getting made. And it was a film called The Vessel. And it was, they were like, oh, there's this brilliant director. I mean, I think it's just a man who owned a boat. So, so we, we went out onto this boat in the middle of the, what's the sea between England and France? The Channel? Yeah. Yeah, we went out the Channel. Yeah, we went out the Channel on this boat. For five days. Oh, man. Already? Even if that was the best boat in the world, that's too long to be on a boat. It weren't the best boat in the world. That's the oh. thing. It, it looked like like, a, like an aqua version of Saw. So oh, no. Everything was rusty. And um, so they dropped the anchor and we were film, filming these, these this shitty thing. And one of the annoying things is, is I died halfway through the film. Oh, like anything else, you can leave when you're done. <laughs> so I just had to be on this shitty boat. And um, everyone was a knob. Everyone. Unless it was me. But it felt like... Ev- like so there was lots of like, really actory people, which I don't... I don't really go for. Um, and then the director would just thought it was amazing. And um, they hadn't really brought enough food for everyone. <laughs> oh, God. So we're sort of sharing one tin of like Heinz soup between two. So I, when I'm when I've not eaten, I'm get annoyed. And then the worst thing was that when I think something like when when the boat's not moving, it can't heat itself up. So not like a car. Literally like a car. So it's free. So imagine being in a car in the sea <laughs> in November. <laughs> Oh, man, hungry. Really hungry. So I, I knew it was going to be a bit cold, so I, I had layers and stuff, and before I went, I got those things, you know where you snap them and they get hot for about 10 minutes? Oh, like little hand warmer things. Little hand warmer things. So I bought about 10 of them, and it got so bad that I would set an alarm 
for maybe three in the morning. So I'd, I'd snap one before I went to bed and hold it Aww. and try and go to sleep. And then my alarm would go off at three so I could snap another one. <laughs> and it, it just made me question, like literally question, what what am I doing? I mean, I've not learned because we still get ourselves in those situations. But I'm going, what am I doing here? And then the, the point that I knew that I had... To, so I never really complain about stuff, very British. But I knew the moment I had to complain was I was eating half a tin of tomato soup because someone else was having the other half. And I was eating it and I was crying into the soup. Oh. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I just said, look, I, I was killed two days ago. Can I, is there any way that I can go home? And then this other girl went, yeah, me too. I was killed as well on this, on this boat. <laughs> so they had to send out like a... Um, I guess it was like a rescue boat. <laughs> but, oh, man. But it was tiny. And they went, right, jump on. And we had to sort of like... It wasn't close enough to the boat, so we had to throw our stuff on and jump on. I felt like I, I was fleeing from a country. And then it bounced. Like, it was so cold and it bounced. And then we got to the... We got to the land, <laughs> which then said it's a little bit say. We got, we got back and they booked the hotel for the night. And, oh, we got, and we got there and they hadn't. What? They hadn't booked the hotel. So they just give you the address of a hotel? Yeah, they just said, oh, go there. So we went there. So I had to pay to stay in a hotel. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, and then we never heard heard from them again. Never got paid. What? Never never saw a film. I like. It makes me think that I was part of some weird porno or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe like at like until two fifty nine in the morning he was just filming <laughs> yeah. you sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, 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 the payoff was me cracking a cracking a oh, thing yeah. and putting it back in my Because <laughs> I don't know how these people are it's that's the thing in it, with like creative industry, you can just go, I create stuff now. You don't have to have like a doctor's certificate or you don't have to have a um a qualification. And I think some rich people just love playing with desperate actors. Yeah. And, like, also, it's... And I, I don't mean to be insulting to any creatives listening to this, but it is usually weirdos that get into the creative industries, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No same person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it seems... <laughs> it's because we're unhinged and we just need the attention. But I never understood the people that are on the other side. Like, do you know, like producers and directors because you don't you don't get any other proper attention because you don't get to show off no but you get paid well and uh stability and you get to film young boys asleep on your boat (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's not to love (laughs) (laughs) so did that like affect your uh booking system your personal booking system for um you know, jobs. I reckon yeah. it probably did. This was, how old would I have been? About tw- 22. So I probably had a year of going, like, I'll do anything. And yeah. then now I'm a bit dubious because I've, I, I always seem to have run-ins with like people like that. I remember when I was leaving like drama school and you, you're trying to get, like you have like a showcase where all the agents and all that come and uh, people will take your CVs and that. And then this guy took my, my CV and he goes oh I want to be your agent um I live in Brighton so you'll have to come for a meeting in Brighton 
It's like fine. He goes, but we can only have the meeting at something like half nine at night. And I went, why? And he went, oh, well, I'm busy until then. And I realised it's because I couldn't get a train back. And then, and then he said, but you can stay here. And I thought, hang on. That was my first running with like a creepy, creepy creative where I'm like, oh, hang on. He's going to, he's going to try and kiss me on my willy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. What, uh, did you, did you take him on as your agent? No, I didn't. (laughs) Because some people would have, they'll be like, "Mm." (laughs) That's the thing though, isn't it? Where they go like, oh, and he's so generous. He lets me stay over in his one bed studio apartment. Yeah, we get to share a mug in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) How, how much would like, for example, how much would you have to get paid to share a mug with a stranger? It's got got copper soup in it and you have to drink it. You can't spoon it out. Uh, would I have to stay at their house first? Or... That's that's up to you. All right, then. Uh, I wouldn't stay at their house. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on where I'm at now, it would probably be quite a lot of money. Yeah. So give, give me £500. Um, but there have been times where it's been like, five will do it. <laughs> yeah, I reckon the more this pandemic goes on, the lower my thing becomes where I go, I'll bring the mug. (laughs) I'm just glad to feel the warmth in my hands. It's the closest I've come to a hug. (laughs) It's me walking around the streets of Manchester with a big Sports Direct mug full of cup of soups going, please, does someone want a lady on the tram this with me? (laughs) Just hold me. What? Nothing? (laughs) Hold me like that big cup. (laughs) Oh, man, it's tragic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, 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 the hugging thing is for me is it's the weirdest because I'll I'll sneakily go and see my mum, and then <gasps> and then I feel like she's just giving me a quote for for an MOT or something at the end because I go like right bye then and she's like see ya and I go okay and she goes yeah all right then and then I just leave we don't do a hug or anything. Oh no, I mean I think if you've gone to her house, just hug. I mean I've yeah. Isn't it weird that I've not hugged my mum for eight months? Yeah, or is it just that, you know, like, it was coming to that point anywhere where you wanted to stop hugging and Maybe, you just yeah. thought, this is the excuse we both needed. <laughs> yeah, I did the same when I was about three. I, 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 um, I staged a huge global pandemic so she didn't feed me with an aeroplane on a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon there's anyone who's... I mean, we're getting very much off the topic. But do, do you reckon there's any... Do you know how, like, some seven-year-olds on a train get breastfed? Do you know when you notice them sometimes? You go, oh, bloody hell. Like, do what you want, but do you know when it just shocks you and you go, oh. Do you reckon there's still, like, 15-year-olds that get fed off their mum, like, with a spoon? I mean, almost certainly, yeah. And I think they'll have been homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. Because then they'll get to, like, uni. And be like, oh, what? Yeah. The, Hold on. <laughs> why is there a single bed when me and my mum are coming to uni? And they go, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not actually allowed. What? Oh, I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> so beyond uh, the vessel, I'm assuming mm. that the boat itself was the vessel. I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. it was two things. There was also a vessel of... Like like a poltergeisty type 
vessel of a... Ah, so you were the vessel. Yeah, well, someone was. <sighs> That's so deep, man. How do you thought-provoking. Know, <laughs> do you know what? One of the sad things is, and it's partly my fault because being a slight egotist, is the bit I died, I didn't carry on reading. So I never actually found out who, who the vessel was, who the killer was. <laughs> oh, so you you filmed it in sequence? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Which is really odd for a fi- I mean, it's all coming yeah. out now. Yeah. Was there even <laughs> any tape in the cameras? <laughs> I mean, now you mention it, I don't think it was a camera. <laughs> I think we were just doing a play. <laughs> Five days. A five-day play. <laughs> Sounds very artful. I mean, we're both been to Edinburgh. We know a play doesn't even need to be an hour. No, no. And we've been to plays that have felt like five days. <laughs> yeah. You come out and it's your mates and they're like, how was it? And you're like, the movement of the piece was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The lighting design was impeccable. And it's yeah. just two, two gobos. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you got those lines to signify you're in jail. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the next worst job? So, I think, I mean, it was it was sort of fun, but also awful. Where <laughs> I, I, mentioned, I mentioned that I worked at Pizza Hut. Yeah. And, and it was fun because it was like my first job and I was being paid something like, I don't know, Six quid an hour. So I was 16, nearly 17. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And I was just rubbish at it. Right. I just got people's orders wrong. I didn't really care enough. So they just put me on the takeaway hatch. Yeah. So I'd stand on the takeaway hatch. And what I'd do is I'd... The good bit about it is what, was I would just give free pizza to my mates from that college. So they'd all turn up and I'd be like, here you go, here's some pizza. But we, we had this... Um, I guess like a duty manager and she was called Lynette and she was only a couple of years older. She went, she was, she went to college that I did, but, um, she was still like, she, I think she must've started a bit later cause she was a couple of years older. And I think she really loved the fact that she was duty manager. So she'd, you couldn't piss about when she was on, on shift. So she'd say, come along and say things like time to lean, time to clean. Oh no. Do you know one of them? <laughs> Yeah, and um, and you could never you could never have the last word in a story. So like, I think it was around the time that I was auditioning for drama school. She goes, "I've got into drama school." You go, "Have you?" And she <laughs> went, "Yes." Last year, I got into the London School of Amateur Dramatics. And you thought, "Hang on, why is there a school for amateur dramatics? Like, why would you need to train to be an amateur? Like, you're lying." Yeah, who's- Who's training to be an amateur? Exactly. Like, I put in three hard years of undoing any good work just, to be, just so I could go to a, an amateur, an operatic society in my local town. So she she was a, a bit hard work. And then I remember one of the... She'd come out with bullshit all the time, but she, she, said, uh, she said she was one of seven Lynettes in the world. What? She said there's only seven Lynettes in the whole world, which is impossible to know. And I was like... Yeah. And I wouldn't really stand for it. I'd go, fuck off. Like, I know three of them. Like, <laughs> like I know three Lynettes, so you, you're talking shit. And um, I think because I used to chat back to her, 
she she'd always put me on the shitty job, so I'd always be like cleaning the toilets, cleaning the ice cream factory, which was horrible yeah. because it would just always get clogged and you get covered in shit. And um, and then she'd she introduced this thing where we'd end up splitting our wages, and on the takeaway you got really good wages if you're on the yeah. hatch. I was like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck off. So one day. I got my comeuppance, which is not a word I often use, <laughs> where she, um, she was really pissing me off. So I just wasn't, I, I was messing about. I was giving my friends all these free pizzas. And someone had turned up and they go, where's, I'm here to collect my pizza. And it get really busy on the weekend. And I, I, I remembered that, that I'd not put it in because I was dicking about. Yeah. So it's like a 50 minute wait. Oh God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, someone else must have done it. So they put this pizza through. And then I put it through as the wrong thing by accident. So I give this, and I knew I had, but I give this woman the thing. I put the wrong pizza on the bottom and some of the right ones. So she walked off and I was finishing my shifts. So I was like, right, great. Went in the staff room, got changed. And as I was walking out, I saw the same woman marching back in. And she had not, she not like sort of clocked that. I was the person because I'd, I'd changed me, uh, changed my outfit, and also I wasn't backlit, so you couldn't see my brilliant silhouette. <laughs> and Lynette had to go on the the, um, the takeaway hatch, and this woman went, "This pizza's fucking wrong," and she went, and Lynette went, "Don't you swear at me?" And this woman, it was it was beautiful. She opened up the lid of the box, and then used both sides of the box to propel the pizza right into Lynette's foot. Like, she used oh, it like a what? slingshot. And all <laughs> eight pieces fucking got her. Wow. And that's why I loved that job. But hate, like, I hated the job because it was shit pay. I didn't care about it. And that woman made my life a hell. But that was one of the last times I worked there. And I thought, oh, it was worth it just to see her get third degree burns from a veggie supreme. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. What an overreaction. How shit must your day have been? <laughs> you used to be like, what? I don't <laughs> order this. Fuck you, random woman I've never met before. But also to have the confidence, because that takeaway hatch, there was probably about eight or nine people. So like, you know, I, I, she didn't even look to see if anyone would think. It was, I think it was before cancelling was invented, though. And she, and she was like, because this is what about... It's about 16, no, is it about, yeah, it's about 16 years ago. And she was just like, so mad because she'd ordered these over expensive pizzas and then she'd had to deal with me, not getting it right, then wait 50 minutes for a pizza, then go to the car, probably sit off, realise it's wrong, come back and then be greeted with a a 19-year-old who's got the fucking body of a 53-year-old annoying lady. And then I think she would have been fine if, if Lynette had gone, I'm so sorry. But she was yeah. like, she came back with with aggression and then this woman absolutely pelted her. <laughs> I wonder if she got the pizza, if she got the correct pizza. I reckon she would have got banned, surely. Yeah, I don't think that you can uh, be like, of course, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're quite a mild-mannered person. Have you ever have you ever had like the full rage at like in a customer service sense? Um, 
I mean, so I've started working in a hospital now. Yeah. And the amount of people that have told me that COVID is just a hoax. <laughs> and, like, it's unreal. And you're like, but you're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a pre- big prank that's got out of hand, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Like, you genuinely believe that, like, the whole world has put aside all of its differences to stop you from going to a soft play centre. <laughs> I don't understand your logic, but they're just so so certain of it. Yeah, and you go, based on what? And they say, my uncle's Facebook post. Yeah, all oh, right, well then. <laughs> right, you've read it, have you, on a, online? Okay, fine. Yeah, and I think, like, it wouldn't... I, I don't usually get annoyed about it by people you know like i think it's just work but i think that we've all reached a boiling point now haven't we yeah yeah and theirs is just shout at someone who's trying to help me (laughs) (laughs) and mine is stop being a cunt to me (laughs) with your lies (laughs) i remember seeing a guy explode in a b and q during the first lockdown because he was going where's this paint and they were like, oh, sorry, we don't have it in at the moment. It's like limited stock. And he goes, what the fuck do you mean you haven't got this painting? And they were like, excuse me, like, what? what? And he went, I work for the NHS. <laughs> and he just thought, oh, right, well, he must have a big old batch of it in the back for yeah. NHS workers. <laughs> we're lying about it. Yeah, yeah, people have gone <laughs> mad. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Have you ever exploded at someone like that? Yeah, I, like, I'm trying to think of a specific moment. I <laughs> So many. There, There is a few. I, I, I keep it in very well. But I remember um, I was doing a filming job last year. I don't... It could have been last year. I can't tell time anymore. Um, <laughs> so we would... Me and... Um, do you know Stephen Bailey? Yes. So yeah. we, we were doing this a thing where we were going around uh, like Spain and the south of France and we'd do filming all day and that was great it was really good fun and then at night would you like we'd finish about seven and then would take us to a restaurant at eight and then everyone would go to the hotel but we were always moving so we were in different hotels and um, one night the that restaurant had shut and we were in the middle of nowhere and they were like and everyone went oh okay fine like you know, we've been working long hours. We can get by. We had lunch. So everyone went to bed. And they went, well, we promise this will never happen again. And then the next night, we got to another place. And we finished filming really late. So we got there at 10. And they were like, oh, sorry, there's no food. And we we're like, oh, come on. Are you yeah. are you messing? And there's all these crew. There must have been about 50 people all, all hungry. And then they were like, honestly, God, we'll sort out a bigger lunch. And, you know, better breakfast and this, that, and the other. And then the third night, they went, we've messed up, but everyone, there's a drive through near, there's a McDonald's nearby. So I went up to go and have a shower, and then I went to the McDonald's. And in front of this man was like, no, you cannot come in. And I went, why? And he went, we're shut. We're shut at 10. And it was like five, five past 10. I was going, what? And he was like, yeah. And some of the people had eaten, but half the people probably hadn't. So I decided to walk through the drive through and, uh, they wouldn't serve me because they weren't in a car. I was like, "What? What are you? What are you talking about?" And when there's a language barrier, it's even harder. 
So I go back to the hotel and there's probably about 25 people who have not eaten. And I took it upon myself to to be like the... Because no one else... Everyone was like, oh, well, it's fine. And I went, no, it's not, actually. And everyone went, oh. And I, and I didn't want to single the people out. It was two two girls' fault who hadn't sorted it out. And I was sort of did a... In my head, it was a big rousing speech. I probably probably wasn't. And I was going... <laughs> like, I don't know who... Who was responsible, but I kept pointing at them. I was like, I don't know who is responsible for this, but they really need to pull a fucking finger out because all these people are starving. There's no solution. You can't get in... I think I said something like, you can't get in the way of a, between a man and his food. <laughs> and then people went, like, no one really backed me up. Oh, but, what? But then, but then about half an hour later, all these pizzas turned up. But, uh, I, but I'd gone to bed because I was so embarrassed. I didn't get any other pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> Why didn't someone, like, knock on or push it through or something? Because they probably all thought I was a moany bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I get Brennan? No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll only kick off because it's got salami on it. <laughs> Let that prick sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a bit cranky when he's not had a nap. <laughs> so... We've done badger. What what's your favourite job then? My favourite job that I've ever had. Because it's nice to finish on a high. It's it? nice to finish on a high, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine this podcast was the other way around where you started with the best one. And then yeah. it's it, do you know what like an Edinburgh show where it gets a bit sad. You the forty minute mark. Yeah, yeah, forty minutes. And then at the end you go, Right, give us some of your money. Yeah, and then we all walk out to, like, you know, a, a very upbeat song, and you're like, yeah, we'll give you a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> so my best job, because comedy is partly my best job. Like, I've had some of the best experiences. Loads of got to do so many things that I didn't think I would. Like, I never thought I'd get to do it, like, on the telly or whatever. But also, it's it's hard work, in it? Like, it really, it can really stop you loving comedy. Like yeah. it goes through peaks and troughs. So I'm not going to use comedy as, as my um, as my best job. I I did, um, when I was 21, I did a, a musical tour for about a year um, yeah. with the band The Who. And that wasn't even the best bit. That was pretty cool. But everyone in the cast, it was about 16 of us, and we would, would do maybe about two weeks in each city um, in like a big theatre. And then the Who would play and we'd like sing the songs or whatever and um being 21 and i don't know i remember how much we got paid but it would have been like the most i got paid even if it was like 500 quid a week i'm like oh my god i've got 500 quid and blow it every week because i was still living at my mum's and i had no responsibilities and we basically just got to be it was like being on freshers week for a year yeah. But like good freshers week because you could choose where to go. It wasn't someone being like, right, we're having a traffic light party or get your golf hats on, we're going on a pub crawl. It was, we all felt like we were dead rich. We all felt we were dead cool because we knew you the were. who. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got given um, like an allowance for like clothes because it was all like mod clothes. So we got given all these free things and wherever we'd, and I've, honestly, God, I felt like I could understand why. Kanye West went mad because yeah. I, I got given a card where I could get about £200 worth of clothes and I was being paid 500 quid a week and I was honestly going around like alright oh prick <laughs> we're going clubs and I'd be like I'm in a, I'm in a fucking musical 
<laughs> and it was it was the people that we were around, and some of them are doing brilliantly now. Like some of them are doing so well. But I made that. I think part of the doing a job for me because I've I've been really lucky where I've never had to do like nine to five for like a good five year stretch or whatever. Or any, uh, it's always been a temporary job, and I think that the thing that makes a job bearable or thing that makes a job brilliant is the people that work there. Cause you, yeah. I know some people who work in like a bloody biscuit factory, but they get on with everyone and they seem to have a great time. You can go in a takeaway and there's people working with their families and they're just having a mint time. And I think that's the key to it. And that's the hard thing with comedy because you make some friends, but everyone's always changing. There's no office that you go into. And it can get to a stage where people lose sight of why they got into it because they, they get a bit a bit jealous or they get a bit shitty or they get a bit career-driven. Yeah. And, I, and all those things are valid, but it just sort of takes the fun out of it. And that's what, with comedy, that's the thing where you go, oh, come on, we don't need to... Why is everyone falling out and bloody kissing people while they're asleep? Yeah. <laughs> so... so <laughs> With, with that, it felt like it felt like, like the closest I've ever been to being in like a band or like a gang, and yeah, that that's that's my favourite job I've ever had. That it does sound brilliant. To be yeah. fair, it was it was pretty cool. Did you ever get to see much of the places that you were? Oh, we saw little bits. Like we went to Alton Towers quite a lot because we were always up and down the country, <laughs> so we'd always go to Alton Towers. So we saw a lot of Alton Towers, and then I remember one of the worst times. We were in Aberdeen, and there's nothing to do apart from to drink in Aberdeen. Yeah. And then the, the next tour date was Bath. And because I'd spent all my money on, like, apple sours and stuff, I uh, I got a mega bus from Aberdeen to Bath. Oh, and, uh, man. And I had to get off in Edinburgh because I was sick everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> All over myself. I had to get off. And then I paid about 100, 100 and odd quid for a train. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that trains were that expensive. Now it's normal. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. That sounds appalling. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. But that one bad experience aside, cracking job. Pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Well, I think I think that's, that's our time, isn't it? At the yeah. red light. This has um, been lovely, though. Yeah. Have you got anything that you would like to plug? What shall I plug? Oh, I do a... It's very out of character, but I do, like, um, every Sunday, I do a roast show, like a stream, and it's on... I think it's on Hot Water Comedy Club's stream. It's, it's at 5pm every Sunday afternoon with Freddie Quinn and Rob Holland, and people send pictures in, and we're a bit mean to him. But in a night, like, it's good fun. Yeah. everyone sort of gets involved. Um, so I do that. And then apart from that, just like follow me on Instagram. It's just at Brennan Reese. Yeah, smash it. I tried to explain the concept of a roast to a work colleague. Oh, really? Uh, and, and she just, she was like, but doesn't it make you want to cry? Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> yes, that's half the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a different reason to normal. And it's like, we did, we I do know that we're going in to do it. Can you imagine just turning up to a gig and they're like, actually, it's a roast battle all aimed at you. Yeah, yeah, you're on that like, oh. Have you, have, you, you've done them though. I've, I've seen some clips of yours. You're really good at it. Yeah, I've never lost one yet. That's pretty wood. good. So the one that I do lose will be 
uh, horrendous. I've never lost one actually. I've done three or four, and I, I, it's quite nice because you get to. It's like going into one of them, the, those rooms that they have in like China. Do you know where you can go and smash a telly? Oh yeah, I I saw one of those in uh, where is it in Cambridge? Where I've been to one. Have you? How was it? Like we went because um, I bought a house. And then we, we, the house nearly fell through. We nearly, like, I nearly lost every bit of money I have. And oh, we, God. we were waiting, so we were like, me and my girlfriend were like, right, let's go to this place. It's called the Temper Tank. Yeah. And then you just get tellies and bottles. Oh, my God. It's it's like the purge. It was great. Yeah. I can understand the... why people kill more than once. <laughs> yeah, because once you've got away with it once, you're like, oh, it's piss, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess once you've, like... Do you know, say if you've, I mean, this is taking a dart to, but if you've, <laughs> say you've murdered a uni student, then you yeah. want, you want to go again, but you want a more of a challenge, so you're like, right, I'm going to get a, a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my thinking behind it. <laughs> Where do you go from bouncer? Bouncer, I think you go, um, MMA referee. Yeah, that. How would you find out? That'd be so specific. Like, we looked at your Google search history. <laughs> yeah, you have to really look through LinkedIn. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you it's for being on. It's been a pleasure on. coming on. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure hopefully we'll speak again. Uh, and I won't just see <laughs> I imagine your, we will. <laughs> your silhouette. <laughs> at the window oh gosh that's going to be my murdering calling card do you know if you see my fuzzy hair you're like oh shit <laughs> Reese is here <laughs> I'll be called the Grim Reese. that's what my killing name is going to be called I love it <laughs>